Today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to have a special interview with David C. Russell from Deathmatch Russell Podcast. That's available in this episode. Also, I'm going to be talking about the Chris Benoit Part 2 episode that happened uh, over the weekend. If you guys haven't seen that, that's a beautiful, beautiful documentary. Well done. Um, and other news, that and much more at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. privilege to record an interview with Mr. David C. Russell from Deathmatch Russell Podcast. Uh, this gentleman works with uh, Game Changing Wrestling, uh, uh, also I think Ace2O. He's been all over the place. So I had an a, a interview with him this past weekend. Uh, you guys can check it out. Here is the interview I had with him. Welcome guys to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I have uh, Mr. David C. Russell, he is the founder of Deathmatch Russell Podcast, am I correct? That is correct, sir. Okay, uh, welcome to my show. Um, um, you know, we've been we've been hitting it off through the, you know, social media, Facebook, back and forth, Facebook Messenger. Uh, I did hear your um, show yesterday. Um, you had one, I forgot the gentleman's name, but I know you have an independent uh, wrestler in your show, uh, and I like it. Uh, so... Tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in wrestling. And I know that you are also part of Game Changer Wrestling and H2O. Yeah, well, let's see. I've been part of the old podcast, you know. I, I love you know, getting interviews with anybody and anybody and everybody, you know, it's a, you know and promoters, uh, promotion. East Coast, West Coast, you name it. I've had people all over the world that you do, you know. Uh, UK to uh, Australia. I'm working on some other stuff right now, but I'll be uh, talking about that later. Oh wow, uh, Australia! So, yeah. Oh wow. That's so uh, I like to spread the word, of, you know, and I always put my my podcast support indie wrestling, support professional wrestling, you know, support hardcore wrestling, match wrestling, because you know what, we all support each other in, in what we do. In the, you know, as, as a fan, giving back to the community to wrestlers, we always want to see what they're up to. And where they're going to be launching their careers, you know, because their careers start off very local by these little tiny promotions and little, you know, school gyms and whatnot. And look where they are today on TV. That's another Wednesday night or uh, on the weekend when uh, WWE usually has a show. But you know, we're all, you know, stuck up the, uh, we're all stuck in this loop right now with this uh, coronavirus that's really just put a put a hard shell on stopping them from. You know, performing it, but you know what? They're still going strong. By you know, we just have to support them by buying merchandise and just uh, you know, hear what they have to say once in a while. They do a lot of promos, still talking about Corona, and you know what? They're going to get out of their shell and make wrestling better again. After they're all set and done, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, we heard that was going to be blown off. I was, I was a little skeptical about that because you know, WrestleMania. A lot of my friends are traveling to uh, WrestleMania. Game Changer Wrestling actually has. The collective going on this year that was supposed to happen in Tampa, in Tampa, which you know, then Game Changer really had 
took a hit with that. And, you know, with all the wrestlers traveling, it, it's interference as well, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, that's true because I know, you know, all these independent shows um, depend on WrestleMania. And all of them, I remember because last year they were up here at MetLife Stadium and they had a bunch of Game, game Changer Wrestling had it, Blood Sports, uh, House of Glory here in Queens. Uh, they had the G1 Supercar Master Square Garden, Ring of Honor, New Japan. So a lot of... Um, Independent shows depend on WrestleMania. Um, and, and let, let me say, House of Glory, man. There, there's one wrestler, and I'm sure you, millions of people always mention him, and what, what a great wrestler he was. Yeah, Matt Travis. Shout out yes, to Yes, yes. You know, speak, yeah, speaking of him, it, it, it's crazy because I remember when I heard the news, I, I went to uh, East Coast Professional Wrestling up in uh, Hyman Mills, and I actually did my first. Uh, commentary in that show and on my way back home is when I heard the, 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 the sad news that he had passed away um, and um, so House of Glory losing him it was, uh, it was very hard for, for us House of Glory fans and guys that you know follow but you know it's true but as far as the independent scene you know now that uh, these guys are suffering because there's no shows right now um, you know guys like Dark Uno who's now at um, AEW, was putting out on Twitter, you know, fan support, all the indie guys and, their, you know, merchandise, whatever, you know. And, and it's sad, though, that, you know, you always have one ignorant wrestler that has already made it and is now making a mockery of what's going on, you know. And, and some, some wrestlers don't understand that, listen, you came up the same way, you know, in the independent shows. And Absolutely. And a lot of these independent wrestlers, you know, they're in the indies for 10, 15 years, and they don't make them the big time. Not at all. So I'm sure you, who, you know, I know there's not only you in GCW, H2O, I saw uh, Combat Zone Wrestling and some others. Absolutely. Combat Zone, yes, yeah. Yeah, Combat Zone's been around forever. So, uh, and Combat Zone, you know, Moxley came out of there. That's the, that's the only guy I remember that coming out of there. But, um... But you, you've been around all these independent guys, and I'm sure you mentioned also how you sometimes help set up the ring and stuff like that. How, how's the vibe when you're around these guys, independent wrestlers, who now they got to wrestle, they could wrestle be, uh, 25 people, around 25 people or 100 in the audience. You know, give me your thoughts on that. Well, you know, as a fan, you know, I, I, I've set up the ring before for many of the shows at the Game Changer. When, when actually, let, let me bring it back to the history of Game Changer. I'm sure you know the history of it. Well, I'm not familiar with Game Changer. That's why yes. I want to know more. I, I, I seen, I know Joey Janela has come out of that. Um, I, I don't know anybody else, but that's why I got you because you're, you're the man right now who knows about Game Changer Wrestling. And you've been on my podcast. You could share that with my fans and you could also share it with your fans and give us, you know, an in-depth. Well, let's let's go back to flashback when 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 Game Changer first got well, it got handed over after uh, uh, it was actually called Jersey Championship Wrestling, JCW, um, and the promoter Ricky O uh, sold the rights to uh, another pr a promoter, Brett Waterdale and Danny Vimonto, and uh, they took it over the, their shoulders. So they turned the Game Changer uh, ownership, and from there. Fast forward, they were living. They had a promotion. It was running. They had 
We had it, um, let me just say, three months. How New Jersey would launch their promotion. They had it where it was the first time that they were going to step foot into a building and, and you know, in front of these fans and, and, and just people hearing about the Game Changer Wrestling packing their house every every weekend. Like, they, they was, it was, you know, it's just a, a rush for the for everybody to see what wrestling's all about because they wanted to mix it up with Deathmatch Wrestling. Cause, you know, Deathmatch Wrestling for a long time was a, was a striving promotion, you know, and I, Deathmatch Wrestling is, all over the world, and, and people need to see what it, it's a form of art, okay? And you know, the way that these wrestlers have been trained from uh, Japan to you know the United States, back to the state, it, it's uh, you know, it's an honor for them to come and get a chance to you know, fly. And we actually, you know, the founder, John Sandick, that was the part of Game Changer Wrestling, made it what it was. Because if you think of John Sandick, you think of David Starr. David Starr, last time I saw him wrestle was, uh, I believe, WrestleMania week of last year. Um, he teamed up, well, I forgot what got the other guy's name. They wrestled Private Party. That was the first, I thought it was my first House of Glory show that I went, that it was the Culture Clash, I think 19. The, they had, the, I know in that card, they had the Great Muda, uh, Pentagon, and Tajiri against uh, LAX and Loki. So, it was, I mean, it was a good show, and I, I did, when I saw David Starr for the first time, it was the first time I ever saw him. He he really impressed me, and, and I well, of course, you know, well, of course, you know, David Starr was a combat zone wrestling wrestler for a long time, and he still is. He's still and beyond wrestling, so you name it, and he's all over the globe. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, he's he's taking his stuff. He's a he's a talented wrestler. Yeah, he. But you're I, talking about low low key. Yeah, man, there's a guy I, I know back in my day just watching wrestling, Jersey All-Star Wrestling, okay? I'm sure you've heard that generation. Yeah, yeah, because I know, I know, I know, I know David Starr, I mean, he was becoming, a, uh, like, you know, because, like I said, you got to come to certain areas where you catch the eyes of, of some type of opponent. I, I remember, I think, in, he was in Israel last summer, and he challenged, yeah. I think, was it last summer or, or the spring? When he wanted to wrestle Jay Lethal for the Ring of Honor World Title, but something happened, and that wasn't yeah. to be. But, uh, but who is one of your favorite um, indie stars right now that is making noise, um, and is making a name for himself right now in the indie um, promotions? Well, let me say that this this guy, Blake Christian. Okay, that's a perfect example. There's a guy who's really made a name for himself. He's he's actually.
dominates. He's the big, big, yeah, he can, he can take it all the way. But there's a lot of talent you'll see, and it's like Kyle will be, it's funny depth, it, it, it's your Jimmy Lloyd here. You, you, I'm sure you see the list of wrestlers that come through the door. Yeah. And it's just, it's, yeah, yeah, I, 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 no, I, I, See, now I started doing, like, going to this indie promotion around my way called BWF, Bronx Wrestling Federation, where they had T.G. Marconi, they got Josh Fly, they have uh, Dominic De Niro, that dude is a beast. I mean, he's the champion in that promotion. And, you know, um, I'm sure I'm missing other people, but this is why I want to get familiar with the indies because, I mean, yes, I had gone to House of Glory, yes, I gone to East Coast Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling, but, you know, it's always good to, to go to these other indies because then, I don't know, they're going to show up in either AEW or WWE or Ring of Honor. You're going to be like, who the hell is this guy? You know, and now you got to sit there, get to know them or go to Google and do the encyclopedia, encyclopedia, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, yeah. but, it, but, it, but it's great to have guys like yourself with podcasts with just uh, you guys focus on only on in the independent uh, wrestlers, uh, uh, you know, and I gotta give a shout out to my girl Tiffany Ann, all the lead podcast. She's she just yeah. deal with only independent shows, um, and um, so it's it's cool. But um, I want to ask you a real quick question: What is your opinion on the current state of the major promotions right now, and do you think it's helping indie wrestlers or not? Uh, it doesn't really know what they're giving uh, I, I, you know what, I just. It's hard to decide, man, because, you know, you can't really make the choice of what these guys, you know, into doing and, you know, all these other promotions to, you know, but, yeah, they're big in faith by doing these power shows, but, you know what, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's you know, these, these shows, there's no audience, it's, it's, it's giving them, a, it's giving them the guys a chance just to show what they're doing, you know, it's a different time to aspect of that, we're trying something different, you know, that, like, combat zone did, a special last week. Game Changer Wrestle did their own show. You know, they, had to, they, they, they weren't, should not have done it, but you know what? They didn't want to step foot out the doors and, and show, you know, fans what wrestling is about. It, it's about independent wrestling. It's about professional wrestling. You know, get a chance to watch it and just to be the part of, you know, you're there and watch it. sitting at home and watch it and you're not to worry about getting that, the germs that were going on. Yeah. So, yeah, because I, 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 I honestly feel that, that I think I'd rather go and watch an indie, indie show and have more fun yeah. in there than actually go to a WWE show, for example. I haven't been in a WWE show God knows how long. It's been, I think, over five, six years. I, mean, I, don't, you know, I don't even remember the last time. I was like, probably the last time I stuff uh, uh, Steve Austin, uh, Triple H's return. Oh, yeah, shit. I, I, <laughs> That's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was for New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I think the last time yeah. I went, I went to a WWE show was uh, I think the, they were promoting Brock Lesnar Hell Tour, whatever it was. I think it was 2014, 2015. That was the last time I went to uh, a WWE show. Last time I went to a Ring of Honor show was back up. I said about two or three years ago. Got that promotion. Uh, once the elite left, that promotion went down. But they still showing. Again, I bring back up what I was talking about. This is why we 
as wrestling fan, as podcasters, should check the indie scene because now you see Ring of Honor, you got a bunch of guys you've never seen before. If you're not familiar with the indie scene, when you go to Ring of Honor, watch Ring of Honor, you see what he's got. Who the hell is this guy? But these guys are good, you know. But we don't know if we don't I, check the indie well, scene. I, I, I've been to, I've seen, I've seen, I've sat for day, man. I think I have pictures laying around somewhere on my internet. You know, I've been to uh, Ring of Honor when CM Punk left for the WWE. Before he got signed, he faced Paul Derry. 2008, mm-hmm. I can't even remember. Man, it was like the thing. Just to see a young, young CM Punk, you know, give a sign to the WWE before he, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm going to ask you, if you were given an opportunity to be a booker in a major promotion, which one would it be? You know, there's so many promotions I could uh, actually mention and say. I like to, you know, I. Mean, I but I say, I say, major, I say major promotion, not an independent promotion. Major. Major, major. You're talking like major yeah. league wrestling, Ring of Honor, AEW, WWE, New Japan. I, you know what? AEW is. Uh, I would help. To, I would be helpful people to get up to that if I had the shit. You know, because I know the ins and outs. Sometimes of what they do, I could study. I could study what they do in in a little promotion. Like I know what they do. You know, sometimes I've been to shows where I help behind the scenes, like to see what's going on. And I could see what goes on, and I get that little little. You could take what they're doing. Yeah, you know, and see how it's. They, they look like they're doing more. They look AEW look like they're doing more of the old school mentality. Um, um, as far as when they book their uh, shows. And how they do their storylines, um, they go more to the old school thing. Uh, I, I tell you this much. Um, I mean, I don't know if you half watched AEW the last couple of weeks, but I remember when they uh, this is before they stopped the crowd going into the arenas and all that. I remember when they first announced Lance Archer and he with Jake the Snake Roberts. If this would have been WWE, uh, Lance Archer would have went in the ring and attacked everybody just to you know. So they could just promote him as this big, tough guy, whatever. But if you notice, they didn't do that. They keep pushing him back, waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, they only did, like, I think, a promo of him beating up a bunch of guys in in some, um, like, farm or whatever, which is Darby Allen's, it's Darby Allen's uh, property, actually, mm-hmm. when they did that one. Um, but, you know, um, but they, I like the way he got find you or uh, what are the days you do your podcast and your website let me, let, let me get back to uh you want to ask me a little bit about uh h2o wrestling the, oh yeah, yeah go, okay go ahead go ahead, go ahead. yeah hardcore hustle organization uh it's h2o wrestling and they're in williamstown new jersey and uh shout out to matt tremont the owner he's the death match winner legend and he runs a lot of wrestling shows at that place come on a Saturday night, a Monday night, you can watch wrestling, this the students, wrestling, every, every Monday night for $5, or you go on the 
wrestling because they do, uh, you know, they're, they're bringing big names. They've brought big names. And we just did a show. Oh, uh, I think he did. He did what I was on IWTV, actually. They uh, brought back the uh, Hardcore Kingdom, Hardcore Kingdom 4. And, uh, it was really a, uh, a big out to uh, really, you know, break the free of that. It's fun for us started. But, you know, you, you have your death match, guys. We had talent come in, we had, we, we've had wrestlers come in, like, uh, Alvin, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure Tommy Drew yeah. has popped out through that, through that promotion. No, he's never set foot in that place. Oh, no. really? Oh, wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, no. Because whatever is a hardcore, whatever is a hardcore promotion, Tommy Drew is there, just to, you know. You yeah. never know who will stop, stop in the door, we've had surprise camp like New Jack show up, and oh, oh, New Jack, all yeah. Podcast, let people know where they can find you, the name of your podcast, and all that. Thanks a lot, Dave, for coming to my podcast. Uh, you know, uh, it's a pleasure. 
this is going to be the first and definitely won't be the last. I uh, just want to thank you for being my first host. Uh, I'm actually, my first guest, I mean, on my podcast. Uh, we got to do this again, man. Absolutely. We'll just stay, stay stuff next time. For something, we'll just figure it out. And uh, maybe I'll have you come on my shot. Like, just have you be a guest as well. No problem, man. Have a good day. Uh, be, stay safe, man. But uh, stay tuned, man, because I always want to talk this, man. Like, I was saying before, you know, I, I like to come up with guests and stuff. I might have to be honest with you. I'm working on somebody right now, the one and only OVE. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ohio. OVE. I'm going to be having. Dave, Dave Chris on the line. Okay. He's been all over that world. All right, cool, man. All right, man. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, once again, I want to thank David C. Russell from Deathmatch Russell Podcast for joining me today. Until then, guys, be safe. So, yeah, guys, that was my interview with Mr. David C. Russell and his uh, Deathmatch Podcast Um podcast that he has called deathmatch russell podcast you guys can check it out on apple or any platform he has but let's get back to some of the wrestling rumors and news that's been going on mr king corbin is in the news today talking about matt hardy thank him for being a true heel and i'm reading this and in my head i'm like dude just like instead of you saying what matt hardy said and all this stuff you just way you find ways to take shot at the fans because you're going away, he people don't care about you. And this is what he said after the bell, of course, with another guy, uh, Corey Grace, which I can't stand, or another a-hole. Uh, he said, it's gratifying. I bust my ass to be the best heel on the face of the earth. You do it within the confines of what we're allowed to do. Um, I go on social media, break all the rules, and people will be nuclear. But I can't. Number one, I'm a professional. Number two is a respecting for the company I work for. Because I love the company I work for. That's when you're good and when you could do it in the confines of PG. That's hard to do. No, mister. That means because you're getting paid well, good money, and, you know, McMahon don't care about the product. Let's be real. You're getting paid good money, so, of course, you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to defend the company that you work for because you're another uh, Kids McMahon, you know, like the Kids McMahon's ass club. That's what you are, so. This is ridiculous. So he put, especially with all these morons, here you go. He's attacking the fans again who want to be cool and flip everybody over and say things. That's not a cool man. That's just cheap. I It can be frustrating because you want somebody to go, hey, man, you're really good at making people hate you. Matt Hardy put me to the side on a European tour and said, I want to say thank you. You're a true heel, and you don't care about what the Internet say, and it's really hard to do nowadays, and I appreciate it. Then I'm going, I'm good for two years because you're getting it for, from people who matter. When Vince Hunter telling me I'm doing a good job, then I'm doing a good job. Of course. Vince McMahon is going to tell you what you want to hear, Mr. Corbin. You know, you're uh, another guy, another company man, just like Seth Rollins is, just like Braun Strowman is. You know, you guys, you know, you get killed on the Internet and you're very sensitive. So, of course, you're going to be a... Uh, uh, you know, all touchy, you want McMahon and Triple H telling you're doing a great job, dude. You just, you know what, you're one of those guys who don't step up and speak up. You know, um, you you know, you one of those guys that want to, um, you know, you know, you 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 one of those guys that will talk for the company and, and you will do whatever they tell you, whatever you need to tell, tell you, and you're going to go for it. So you don't really care. So, 
and I, I'm done with King Corbin. I'm done with WWE to be exactly. Uh, also, Brody Lee is on the news. He said Triple H told me he could make New Japan wrestling happen. Um, so, after going public with his relief request on April 2019, Brody, formerly Luke Harper, and WWE continues to sit on the sign of a ridiculous out of contract. Um, so, supposedly, um, if I believe this is a, yeah, this is uh, something he said to the fact. I hate this damn computer. Um, he said, but after making a release request, uh, he made a release. Oh my God, I'm I'm sorry, guys, but this computer is acting up here. Okay, here we go. He said, Hunter called him, called me, and was like, "What do you want to do? I want to wrestle. You want to go to New Japan? Yes, 100%. Can we make it happen? Yeah, I think I can make that happen. Of course, never, of course, never happened. Nothing came of it, and we talked to going to NXT and never happened. Lee said on Tokus Jericho. Uh, WWE doesn't have any known working relationship with New Japan through Jush, through Jushin Thunder Liger did work NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn 2015. Lee never appealed NXT TV after release request and wasn't used on WWE television for months following the request. He did return to, in the fall to assist Eric Warren after his attempt murder of Roman Reigns. Lee's return was largely due to Danny Bryan, who pitched the idea of bringing him back to the storyline. Fast forward to, I think, October, and Cesaro goes, can Bryan call you? Sure, of course. Bryan called me and and goes, how are you feeling right now? I'm waiting for my contract to end. I got six months. They're just not going to do anything with me, so I'm waiting for it to end. Do you want to come back and work? With who? Me. Yeah. Brian is one of the people in the business that I respect the most, one of the top guys in the business. They built a storyline who attacked Roman and ended up being Rowan. And in my mind, I'm like, even if this doesn't work out for me, maybe I can kick off something for Rowan before I leave. We go through angles and then change the finish on us. We're supposed to beat them. They change it to them up. Uh, I did two months, three tours. They flipped the finish and did the trap a week after. Fox debut, and they were like, you guys are staying together, go on attack run. I was like, okay, cool. This would be fun, a way to end my WWE run. Then the next day, run get drafted to Raw without them telling us, and it all came to an end again. They sent me home. Look, people were pissed off because uh, Brody Lee did the Vince McMahon uh, character thing on AEW last Wednesday. First of all, he has every freaking right to be upset and do such an angle like that. Because he sat home with nothing to do. His contract was ending. He was he was sent home because he did not know how to do a Southern accent. Okay? And people who are WWE apologists keep defending this company. And they, these wrestlers are telling you what's going on. And yet, you guys don't want to listen. Don't care. Don't want to hear nothing. You know? You know, and this is the problem. These, these two point something million people who watches Raw and SmackDown, no matter how garbage it is, okay, you still defend this crap. And I, me as a podcaster, I'm not gonna continue sugarcoating. I don't care who comes after me. I don't care who, who doesn't like my my opinions. The bottom line is, right now, you guys, whoever's defending this, whoever's defending the fact that they that WrestleMania being taped, and they think it's gonna be two night or extravaganza of wrestling, really? There's nobody on the show. There's no fans. There's nothing. I don't care if they do Cinemax stuff or whatever. It's not the same thing. Okay? Your WrestleMania, your WWE fans will watch a dog taking a shit right in the middle of the ring, and they think this is cool. 
for real. It's just getting ridiculous. I mean, with this, you cannot defend this. You cannot defend this. I don't care what anybody says. You know, it's getting ridiculous to the point where you have wrestling WWE fans actually saying, oh, this is great. This is some good shit. No, it's not. Then you need help. Really, like your guys, I don't understand it. Uh, and <clears throat> they, I have WWE friends or fans, fans that are my friends that they they say to themselves that they can't, they can't defend this. You can't, no matter what. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't know, but anyway, I did see the Chris Benoit, um, the Chris Benoit part two, um. Uh, documentary. If you guys haven't seen the Dark Side of the Ring, the first part or the second part, you, I, I would advise you to go see this. This is a very good documentary. It kind of opens up more of what happened with the Chris Benoit uh, death again, the killing of his family. Um, it is a great documentary. The second part pretty much showed up uh, a lot of stuff that happened, what they found in the house, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't even want to talk about it as far as what they found in the house, but I was very surprised that Dean Malenko said that he did it. Um, other people feel that it's, that they can't believe it. To this day, they still think that there might be something else happened because of the text, the weird text that Benoit sent to Chavo Guerrero Jr. And I think, I believe, uh, on, uh, uh, one of the Armstrong brothers, he just sent a, um, before his, um, he was supposed to go to Houston for a uh, wrestling event. But, you know, and it's sad because this man will never go to the Hall of Fame WWE because they're always going to bring up the part about, you know, he what he did. Woman, another case, this woman, uh, Nancy Benoit, was a pioneer as far as a ballet. And you don't see this anymore in the wrestling business anymore. Um, now women want to be part of wrestling. Now they want to wrestle. There's no valets. There's no managers anymore. Uh, but women was a pioneer as far when it came to wrestling. Uh, same way with Elizabeth. Elizabeth should be in the WWE Hall of Fame. They still haven't put her because of the, the drug overdose she had, which is stupid. I find it nonsense. It's just ridiculous. Um, but people saying, oh, should Nancy Benoit go to the WWE Hall of Fame? I say no. And I'm going to tell you why. This thing that WWE has that they want to put wrestlers or valets or managers that never work in WWE to the WWE Hall of Fame is ridiculous. Now, women should not be in the WWE Hall of Fame. In the Cauliflower Hall of Fame, yes. Because that's, that's to me, that's the real Hall of Fame. The fact that WWE hasn't even put Big Van Vader in the WWE Hall of Fame. Elizabeth, who took Macho Man to not... To two championship rings, I think uh, I think it was two championship rings. I could be wrong. Of WWE uh, title title, I could be wrong. I'm not, I'm not. I don't remember. I don't know how many times. I think I think Savage won the WWE belt twice. Um, and an Intercontinental belt, and she was one of the be- most first, most beautiful woman to accompany a wrestler. She opened doors, and she's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. So. You know, I love how WWE want to persecute everybody, but they don't persecute themselves for the, the grimy stuff that they do. And it's just ridiculous. Um, and, and most of them say, well, why are you overtaking shout out WWE? I mean, shouldn't I? Or you guys are not watching what you're seeing on TV. You know, because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. 
you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat shit anymore. You know, I try to be as professional as I can here. But when I see stuff online, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, the, the, the dumb stuff that people say, it just, it drives people crazy. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing, whether you like it or not. That's the way it is. The fact that Benoit right now, as far as that documentary with Benoit, it was a great documentary. I'm glad that his son, uh, David Benoit, who wants to be a wrestler, wants to uh, um, wrestle for AEW. I think he got thrown out of WWE uh, backstage because he's Benoit's son, which is kind of messed up. Why would you do that? You know what I'm saying? And I think you know, and I want to thank Chris Jericho because Jericho made this happen. Chris Jericho, people, does not get enough credit for the stuff that he's doing for the business right now. Matt been in the business for 30 years. He he's one of the guys. He's the the narrator to this um, Dark Side of the Ring story of Chris Benoit, the narrator, and he made it clear if your guys are gonna go give him shit because he, you know, narrating the Dark Side, you might as well just turn it off. And if you're not gonna watch this Dark Side of the Ring with an open mind, then don't watch it. If you already made judgment way before you saw this documentary, don't bother to watch. That's that's all I gotta say. So, you know. Um, but anyway, this is the end of the show. It's a short show because, well, not a short show because I got the at the, the interview. But um, if you guys like what you hear um, on my podcast, check me out on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcast, um, Pandora, iHeart Radio, any major platform podcast that you guys listen to podcasts to i'm available also i got the youtube channel the chokesland wrestling report youtube channel that i have you guys can check that out i got a lot of content in there videos um um and i had the interview live video uh interview of the of the the, the interview i have here tonight um you can check it out hit the subscribe button hit the notification bell to get all new uploads and um i'll definitely um I'll definitely try to come on Thursday. They, the AEW is claiming they're having a show on Wednesday. So I would have the AEW review. It's probably going to look like dark, uh, AEW dark like last week. But I'm hoping to get another interview with a very close friend of mine. I'm not going to say who it is. If I don't, well, that means it wasn't meant to be. But hopefully I'll get to do it. Until then, guys, this is the ultimate one. Coming to you live from New York City, a quiet, very quiet New York City. And hope to hear from you guys soon. Don't forget, again, AEW review Thursday. If not, there's going to be a podcast full of other stuff. But I always got wrestling news. So don't don't, uh, hesitate to come to my podcast and check it out. Till then, have a good night.